Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I feel a red wave coming, it's coming round again, and we'll be splishing and splashing, commies better learn to swim, yeah we'll send them all to prison, that's where they belong, and we'll keep that red wave flowing, till the commies are all gone, it's high noon! For Friday, September 17th, 2021, follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator dot com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct to shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 240th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You hold every single lever of cultural power and you still can't win. That is how bad your ideas are. Okay, Kami? There's no point in trying to dress that up in flowery language. You cannot put lipstick on your own personal pig, Kami's. That's just how it is. 
And I know you like to try, but you failed. You failed again. And the reason you failed again is the same reason you failed all the other times. It's a combination of narcissism and incompetence. And you have to have that combination of characteristics to have stayed in the party of false decorum for this long. And that is where you find yourselves. So it's kind of obvious that you embody those characteristics. You thought that you could distract the entire world from the truth. The entire world. No one would ever find out that Joe Biden didn't really get 81 million real legal American votes. Do you know how dumb you have to be to think that no one can figure that out and that they can't convince other people? You have to have your head all the way up your commie ass to believe that. You think no one is going to figure out that COVID-19 is not a very deadly worldwide pandemic? You don't think anybody's going to figure that out? Hey, commies, if you weren't making each other wear masks, and if you weren't encouraging your Nazi politicians to make sure everyone is vaccinated, not one damn person on this earth would know that there is a global pandemic happening. That's how dangerous your global pandemic is. But hey, you tried. You thought for sure all you had to do was put those little things in place and no one would ever find out. And if some people start finding out, well, you just throw them in prison or you take away their jobs, or you take away their kids, or you just make fun of them relentlessly. And they'll surely go away. You just say to them, oh, you are a threat to my democracy. Why are you causing a threat to our democracy? It's our democracy. Our democracy is in peril. Democracy dies in darkness, don't you know? No. No one knows that, Kami. Everyone's had just about enough of you pretending to care about democracy. And you see, the thing is, Kami, we are on to the way you use language. Every communist country in the world has, like, People's Democratic Republic in its name. Like the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. That's North Korea. That's a real thing. Is it democratic? Is it the People's Republic? No, it's just a name. The CIA uses the word democracy the same way you do. And so when they name their proxy state, North Korea, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, you guys think, oh, yeah, totally democratic. The people must have wanted that. That's what happened. The people wanted it. But you see, that's what democracy means for these people who are using it this way. Yes, democracy does die in darkness if that is what democracy is. Democracy is in danger if that is what democracy is. If installing George Soros's election apparatus in a country and then continually making it so every single leader of that country is someone who won a stolen election to benefit the global Communist regime, 
That's the sort of democracy that is indeed at threat when you have leaders around the world and people around the world who support national sovereignty and the people actually being able to make their own decisions. When the neocons and the neoliberals start talking about how they're going to go around the world and bring democracy to the Middle East, they don't mean that they're going to set up elections so that the people can finally decide and then protect the government of the people until that government can stand on its own two feet and protect itself. That's what we're supposed to believe. But that's not what it is. What it is, is colonialism in disguise. We decide that we need another nation's resources or land strategically or whatever else might be in the global communist community's interest, because it's certainly not a matter of national interest, but we decide that we need a certain place for a certain reason, and we decide that that place must be colonized. And so what we do is we go have a war there, and then we eventually install a government using George Soros' election apparatus that has been used in places like uh, Myanmar and Guinea, And countless other countries, they're trying to do it in Brazil right now because Brazil needs to fall under the global communist order as well. Of course they do. And you know where else they used it? Right here. Because the United States is now the target of colonization, okay? That is what I want you to take away from this, all right? When they say democracy, what they mean is they're about to take over a country and colonize it, and the people and the resources of that country will be owned by the global communist elite. And they will do the bidding of the global communist elite, and they will continue along that route unless and until the people of that nation realize what's happening. Their hope is that those people can't realize it in time. And... That's what they hope about us. We would not realize that we were being colonized. We just assume because they always say the United States is the freest place on earth. And, you know, to some extent, that may well be true when you look at the rest of the earth. That does not make it free. We are being colonized right now. And we need to stand up to that colonization. Because we are not subjects. We were born in America. Freedom is in our DNA. Freedom is our birthright. We will not be colonized. When they say that democracy is under threat, what they mean is their plan for colonization is under threat. And their plan for colonization must be constantly under threat until their plan fails completely. And it is very, very close to failing completely. And just in case any communists are listening to this and might get confused, hey, commie, there's not one single point in anything I just said where I encourage violence. Because once again, commie, we don't need violence to conquer you. You survive on the use of force and power and your grasp on power 
is slipping. If you don't believe me, watch any cable news program, especially on MSNBC and CNN. Watch any of the programs. Every single guest on those programs is a defendant, someone who has actually committed crimes against the country or against humanity. And they are on that show defending themselves, trying to let the public know, oh, well, you know, see, I wasn't doing anything bad. I was actually just trying to help all of you little people. You guys are all the people that Klaus Schwab calls the many. And I am here to help the many. That's what I do. Love me. Love me. Don't punish me. I'm here to tell you how perfect and just and righteous you are. You can't punish me. And all of the hosts are like, hey, please don't punish this person. I'll tell you what. I don't think you understand exactly what this person did. I'm going to tell you what they did in an entirely different way. They're just defense attorneys and they're bad defense attorneys. They're basically public defenders, which is hilarious. You know, you've got all these massive global communist elites, right? Some of the richest people in the world, some of the most powerful and well-connected people in the world. And they will nonetheless show up on CNN and MSNBC and have some failed actress try to bail them out. They're hiring two-bit public defendants to try to convince the American public that they're not criminals, that they're not evil. And yeah, it's failing. Is there anyone who doesn't realize that Bill Gates is a creep? Anyone. I guarantee you, even the communists know it. You think they want to just watch him talk with his weird gumby arms flapping around? His limp wrists on his little T-Rex arms looking like they're about to fling his hands off in opposite directions? His whiny little voice? his wilting man boobs in his sweater. No one wants to see that. He's creepy. Everybody knows it. You think people aren't going to understand that Anthony Fauci is a Nazi doctor? Think about where Anthony Fauci was 18 months ago, right? Anthony Fauci was the guy that we were told is the greatest expert in the world. This right here is the guy that's going to solve all our COVID problems. And do people still think that now? Well, yeah, some some commies still think it. Yep. Probably about 25, 30 percent of the people definitely still say that Anthony Fauci is a great expert and that he has not been wrong and that he has not lied. You could show them video of him lying, but no big deal. They know that to preserve democracy, they have to continue saying that Anthony Fauci is an expert. So they will pretend that they don't know, even though they do know. But pretty much everybody knows that Anthony Fauci is a creepy liar and Nazi doctor. Anthony Fauci is Joseph Mengele, and that's how he's going to go down in history. And I have been saying that longer than anyone else. And I will take credit for that. Thank you very much. Now, was that a genius insight on my part? Eh, perhaps, but probably not. It's probably an insight a whole lot of people had, but a whole lot of people were scared to say. Why? Because the party of false decorum, as I talk about all the time, of course, you could be ejected from society for saying bad things about Anthony Fauci last May and June. But 
You got to stop caring about your position in that society. The party of false decorum is crumbling. It will be no more. Okay. Start thinking about parallel economies, parallel communities where people actually speak the truth. And you won't need the party of false decorum. And I'm writing a new piece about this. I actually talked about it for a second on Patel Patriots show last night. If you didn't catch that, the link is up in the info stream this morning, early, like seven o'clock. I posted it or something. But it's not like I did anything amazing to say Anthony Fauci is a Nazi doctor way back when it first became obvious that he was a Nazi doctor. It was quite clear that his recommendations on how to deal with the coronavirus were causing the single greatest moral, scientific, and political failure in human history. Anthony Fauci and what he communicated to the American public has caused the greatest loss of health, joy, and prosperity in human history. And of course, in health that encompasses life, obviously, because the lives lost will be in the millions or hundreds of millions when all of this is said and done and all the knock on effects are accounted for. Okay. It didn't take a genius to see that. It just took truth tellers to say it. And I'm sure that other people out there were saying it, but I know how early I said it and I know how much trouble I got in for saying it. Now I could have been wrong. Right. And that's the thing. Whenever you are talking about what might happen in the future or you are communicating reactions on that level of seriousness, people bristle in response. They're scared to go down that road with you. You know, people are like, oh, Joseph Mengel, you can't say that. Anthony Fauci is nothing like that. In fact, I'm offended on behalf of people Related to the Holocaust. Okay. I'm not, I'm not actually diminishing the Holocaust and I'm not actually diminishing those people's suffering. There is a direct historical parallel right there. And if you can't see it, then you are blind to what is happening now. That is how simple that is. I'm sorry that you don't have the balls to say it or defend yourself when somebody says, Oh, you can't say that, but I'm gonna, I'm going to keep saying it. In fact, I'm going to make a point of saying it more and more and more often, especially in public places. People bring up Anthony Fauci. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you mean that uh, that Nazi doctor, right? The guy who is exactly in every way, just like Joseph Mengele. Is that who you're talking about? Are we talking about the same Anthony Fauci or is this uh, different Anthony Fauci? This is the one that works uh, at a uh, sandwich shop in uh, Oklahoma. Okay, okay, so different Anthony Fauci. Then please forgive me. That Anthony Fauci certainly isn't a Nazi doctor, but this Anthony Fauci, absolutely a Nazi doctor and almost exactly like Joseph Mengele. In fact, he probably studied Joseph Mengele. I would be surprised if he didn't. And just going out on a limb here, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Fauci actually studied with someone who worked with Joseph Mengele or was a direct descendant or something. And by the way, that part, I have no proof of. It's just one of those things you can tell, right? So you're talking about this. You can talk about these things, but you are a conspiracy theorist if you do. 
And that's okay. That's okay. Got to stop being offended by that. Because honestly, who cares, right? Being called stupid by someone who still thinks masks work should be irrelevant to you. You know? If you can't get there with me, don't know what to do for you, all right? If someone calls you stupid or crazy for expressing any of these beliefs and they're doing it through a mask, well, you shouldn't listen to that person's opinion, okay? That person has had a year and a half to figure out whether or not masks work. Turns out they don't, but they still believe it because they are afraid of the party of false decorum. They are afraid of getting kicked out of the party of false decorum because their whole life is centered around increasing their status within the party of false decorum. So you see, if you are a conspiracy theorist, what they really mean is that you are looking ahead and thinking ahead based on the best information you have. Now, there are many industries where people who are looking ahead based on the best information they have are paid a whole lot of money. Some of them are called visionaries. Some of them, their actual title is forecaster. It would be sort of like what Nate Silver does if Nate Silver wasn't a communist liar who knew he was cheating, right? Oh, I called all the states right. Well, that's okay. How'd you do it, Nate? Did you get the inside information from the people who were rigging it? Is that how it happened, Nate? Thanks for analyzing the number, Nate. Now communicate to us how humans act. Because that's what you do. You do your little number thing, and then you do a bunch of analysis about human nature. Except you're a fucking dork, Nate Silver. You don't know anything. And everybody who ever listens to you talk for two seconds can figure that out. Why is anyone listening to these people when they talk about human nature? Have they lived? Nah, not really. They went to college. They got out of college. They got an office job. Now people let them talk about stuff because they say the right things. Isn't that special? So people actually are well paid to forecast the future. If you are among the super wealthy, many of them have advisors to try to help them understand how things might be in the future. Someone has to understand the zeitgeist. Someone has to understand the cutting edge. What is next, right? That's the question always. What is next? Now, if you are the global communist elite, what is next for you is always mapped out by planners, right? We got Agenda 2030 and Agenda 201 and the Johns Hopkins Spars Pandemic 2025 to 2028 documents, stuff like that, right? They'll plan out everything. They'll tell you exactly how it's going to go. And then the global communist elite uses their power, uses their control on all the levers of society, and they bring that future into being, or at least they bring the image of that future into being because the actual reality never matches the thing they're saying. They have to force it to match. They plan one story and then everything has to fit that story. And they use culture to convince all the people that that story is actually real, even though it isn't. 
All right. That is not actual forecasting. That is planning because you get a bunch of communists together. You say they're all experts. You take all their answers and you say, yeah, this looks ideal. Let's go ahead and execute this plan. Well, they're terrible at executing their plans. Why? Because they're narcissistic and incompetent and they don't understand human nature at all. Okay. I don't want to belabor that. I've talked about this for a very long time. That's not really looking ahead. Okay. If you were in a state of nature, a state of chaos, if you were in the wild and your survival depended on the decisions you were making, you would have to assume the responsibility for your own decisions, right? Because your decisions have grave consequences. So you need to take in all the information you can get, analyze it to the best of your ability, and then try to objectively determine what the right course of action is going to be. That's the process. We are encouraged never to use that process in our own lives. And we're told we aren't capable of doing it, right? You want to know what to do with your finances? Well, you need a financial advisor. A buddy of mine just bought a house recently. And it's a nice house. He's got some substantial money. And the people who were trying to plan out his kitchen, a kitchen organizer came over, tried to win the job. They were going to charge my friend $10,000 to tell him where his plates and glasses and pans go, you know, for efficiency's sake. <laughs> He'll probably save $10,000 worth of time over the years with his kitchen being <laughs> tip top, tippy, tippy top. <laughs> that's crazy, right? So we are rarely, if ever, encouraged to think for ourselves and decide for ourselves. There is a way things are supposed to be done and we are supposed to do them that way. We are told that if we do them that way, then we will be successful or more accurately, we might be successful unless something else goes wrong or there's something random, but this is the way you should do it. This is your best bet, right? So the conspiratorial mindset, we are told, is very, very dangerous. In fact, even talking about these things could just bring society to its knees. Oh, you're a threat to our democracy. Yes, we are. Because what's happening on this side of the football is people are thinking for themselves en masse. And that is not something the global communist elite can tolerate. That is how their system collapses. The emperor, in fact, has no clothes. And as soon as we all realize that, we all see it, we all start pointing and laughing. Well, then the emperor has no power either. And it turns out no one elected that emperor. That emperor is just trying to colonize you, and they're hoping that no one finds out in time. Well, apologies. You got it wrong. You see, when we are thinking ahead, when we are thinking for ourselves, the process is this. You try to get all the information in. You think about what it could mean. And you think about the potential outcomes. What could happen, right? If you are unafraid to speak the truth about those possibilities, then you understand that there is a series of possibilities. There's a number of ways that things could turn out. And 
to not speak any of those, to not communicate those to the people around you means that perhaps you got the right one and you have prevented anyone else from having that prior knowledge, right? And it's not always unique. Other people also have these ideas, but if everybody's afraid to say them, then no one can ever understand them. Everybody is afraid to communicate them because they feel like they're going to be out there on a limb and no one else is going to be out there with them. And so it takes added courage to be able to go out there and say, hey, you know what? I think it's like this. But what if you're right? What if you're right? That's the thing, man. What did all of us look like 10 and a half months ago saying, hey, this election was obviously stolen. This can't stand. We are not going to allow this to stand. Oh, we were called conspiracy theorists, domestic terrorists. We were telling the big lie. And even the people on our side, the people who voted for Trump, they were saying, oh, well, you know, you're just going to have to let it go. We're just going to have to get out there and fight the next time. Let's focus on 2022. We're going to get some real good candidates into the Congress. No, we're not. That's not going to happen. They've stolen the election. Do you know what that means? And they don't blink. They don't care. They're just like, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I guess there's some proof, but it's hard to say. And, you know, what's done is done. We're just going to have to focus on the future. All right. Sure thing, Kami. Go ahead. See how that works. Honestly, go ahead. See how that works. Is it going to be you getting elected next time, Kami? You're going to be the lucky one that somehow gets all the support, even though you are afraid of fighting the battle that needs to be fought? No, I don't think so. And so we go along and we try to predict events and we try to predict the outcome of events. And we try to predict what those outcomes might mean when they're working together in the real world as they do. And we're going to be wrong a lot, you know? Like, let's say that out of 10, to 10 possible outcomes that we have listed, maybe we get one or two or three. Correct, right? That's really good compared to someone who gets zero correct over and over and over and over and over and over again. All of the people last year, all of the normies, all the people addicted to the central narrative, all the Obamis and the Romneys, they all said that Joe Biden would win because the television gave them a series of different reasons why Joe Biden would win. It told them exactly how Joe Biden would win and what would happen after Joe Biden won. In fact, just like the SPARS pandemic document, they had the Transition Integrity Project, which told you exactly how Joe Biden would win. And so a bunch of Obamis and Romneys, they went out on their little channels and they they talked about how Joe Biden would surely win and it would be the mail-in votes and it would be the mail-in votes coming in after the time because they thought that they had a revelation that Democrats would be the ones to more readily adopt the mail-in voting. Oh, what an observation. What geniuses to take the proper information off the television and spit it back, knowing that you have a 50-50 chance of being right. Wow. What foresight. What forecasting. Did Nate Silver help you? Of course he did. And they all thought they were very smart. Joe Biden won after all, did he not? That's what we were told. We were told that Joe Biden won in a sweeping landslide. 81 million real legal American votes. And they have all of them somewhere in the computer. 
I mean, they don't have them in real life. So please, whatever you do, don't ask them. Just please don't ask. Just, okay, okay, but please, please don't ask to see the ballots or the routers or the poll books or the voter registries or the drop boxes or the contracts for the drop boxes or the deals we signed, uh, you know, for the drop boxes or any conversations having to do with mail-in ballots. And please don't make us review any of the court cases. Ah, man, no, the numbers, no, uh, not the probabilities. Let's just... Okay, just don't ask about it, all right? I mean, what are you, some kind of domestic terrorist? All of those people who took the answers off the television and spit them back out with a roughly 50-50 chance of being correct, all of them are wrong, okay? You got to understand that. In the real world, Joe Biden got absolutely demolished. Real, legal, American voters swept Joe Biden off the face of the political earth. That's what happened. Donald Trump won in a massive, massive landslide. And of course, we're going to find out the truth of that very soon. And we are not going to let it go. And the fact is that no matter how many things people like me got wrong over the last 10 months, and by the way, I don't think it was a whole lot. But it was definitely not a whole lot relative to those people. All right. Someone with a mask on their face telling me that Joe Biden won the election. Is not smart and is not right about either of those things. It does not matter how much of the population or how much the centers of cultural power will back up their position. There is no amount of backup that position can get that will ever make it true. Okay. Because both of those things are false in the real world. I would rather bat 100 in the real world than a thousand in the fake world. Because the truth is they're not even in the game. They are just selecting narratives off the television based on which ones make them feel good and patterns that they've seen. That's not foresight. That's not analysis. It's none of those things. It's just repeating what the TV says. And the TV is creating the news, okay? It's not the other way around. The news on cable is not the news. It's the story they want you to believe about a false reality. So the point is, we need to tell the truth in the face of this. You're not crazy. You're not stupid when saying, yeah, of course Trump won. To someone with a fucking mask on. Who's having vaccine injury. You're the stupid and crazy one. How in the world are you still letting people make you feel this way? Oh, wait, I know. It's because you're still on legacy social media and you still get Apple News notifications to your phone. Of course, that's what it is. You actually think that there are real smart people in the world that believe all that garbage. The truth is that's only what's being shown to you by your phone because that's what the tech companies want your phone to do. Turn it off and you're going to stop feeling that way almost immediately. Within one week, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Nobody actually believes this. Yeah, that's true. And then you'll be like, okay, so 
Nobody actually believes this. How is it still happening? Oh, oh, it's because all of these cultural power centers are thrusting this false reality upon us. Yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. And if you are getting to the point where you are coming to realize this, then what you need to do is leave all of those stupid and evil communist ideas behind all those prejudices that are given to you by your phone and migrate back to America where we will receive you with open arms. And that's how it's going to be. You just make your apologies where they are necessary to the individuals you have wronged. Take responsibility for having believed all those stupid and evil communist ideas. Hey, I believe some of them too. I've been trying to take responsibility for that for a long time. And I probably will take responsibility for that well into the future for bad decisions I might have made within that false reality. So it can be done. You don't have to feel bad about it. Just come on back to America. And if you're ready to do that, well, that's when I like to extend a warm Friday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, redeemable communists. Welcome to the show. We're friends now, you see, but we can only be friends in America. You try to stay over there in that fantastical communist utopia that will never truly exist. Well, that's not going to work out for us. We can only be friends in America because you see, I don't leave America. I stay in America where we care about freedom and we care about telling the truth and we care about what our neighbors might be going through, which means that if you don't have children, for instance, commie, it's probably a bad idea for you to be on the Internet screaming about how all kids must wear masks. You understand? Because that is the sort of thing that can make you look like a goddamn asshole. And we don't really like that. We don't have a whole lot of room left for that. Kami. That's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's all. Now, the good part, Kami, is that you are reaching the point where you must make this decision. If you pass the point and you have not migrated back to America, well, there's a chance, Kami, that the gates will be closed. You're going to have to work a whole lot harder to get in because everyone is going to know that you we're firmly on the side of the Nazis. And I know you don't like when I say it, but I don't care because you are supporting vaccine mandates. For instance, you supported the policies that caused tens of millions of Americans to be without their jobs, to have their businesses closed, to make it so their kids could not go to school, to make it so that they could not be next to their loved ones while they were dying. That's what you did, Kami. We didn't do that. We didn't thrust the disease upon you. That didn't happen. You can say it happened all you like. That just makes you more of a Nazi. I hope you do know that. I mean, I know you don't know anything about history, but that is actually kind of exactly how it went down. You might want to go look it up. You are the ones with Dr. Fauci merchandise. You have Dr. Fauci's face 
on a t-shirt. You have Dr. Fauci's face on a throw pillow. You called yourself a Cuomo-sexual. You voted for Gavin Newsom to remain the governor of California. You pretended to know what Ruth Bader Ginsburg thought from reading a series of Instagram posts. So, you know, Kami, it's really hard to take you seriously. And it's going to be even harder after all this, you know, which is why I keep encouraging you to migrate back to America while there's still time. Because at some point, people are going to remember, oh, hey, oh, yeah, that's that Kami that uh, supported Nazism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, Kami, I don't think it's going to work out. That's what you're going to hear, commies. You think people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know you got tricked. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like anybody tried to tell you. <laughs> people tried to tell you for every day for the last year and a half, Kami. Every single day. But you had it all worked out. You were listening to the television as well as anybody. How'd that work out, Kami? You got bested. You got bested by the conspiracy theorists once again, didn't you? They figured out all your tricks, didn't they, Kami? Sucks, but hey, it's where we are. And the crazy thing is, this conversation is about to enter a new phase, right? We are one week away from the Arizona audit results coming out. And at that point, it will be absolutely undeniable that election fraud not only happens, but that election fraud happened. And that election fraud happens at a scale that can change the outcome of elections. And not only that, that happened too. And not only that, it happens at a scale far, far larger than necessary to affect the outcome of elections. Hundreds of thousands of votes in Arizona will be wiped off the record because they were illegal. They never existed in the first place. Do you understand what that means, Kami? Do you understand? Is anybody going to accept the idea that that happened only in Arizona? Of course not. Even Katie Hobbs, Arizona's secretary of state, is in absolute panic. And I'm going to just pause and read what she had to say last night. It's not terribly important because Katie Hobbs lacks the capacity to say important things, but it is indicative of how little ammo Katie Hobbs has left. Katie Hobbs is absolutely spent. I hope she is enjoying her last few weeks of freedom on this earth. Okay. And I am not kidding about that. She's finished. Listen to this. The 2020 election was the most secure election in our state's history. Unfortunately, the hashtag fraud it is trying to sow doubt about the integrity of our elections. We must fight back against misinformation and lies that seek to undermine our democracy. <laughs> sure, Katie. Remember how a month or so ago, Joe Von Pulitzer said that the uh, audit report would be out. I think it was like August 19th or something. Turned out that didn't happen. But nonetheless, Katie Hobbs and Stephen Richer put out their pre buttles and Politico published a big piece about them. Oh, look at their look at their response to the potential fraud coming out. And of course, it was nothing. It was stupid. It was for the mindless drones that actually believe Joe Biden could secure 81 million legal American votes. 
Katie Hobbs has nothing left. This is the best she can do on 9-16-21. Last night, the best she can do is just repeat her claims that the audit is a fraud it and it's going to undermine our democracy. It's going to make it so no one will ever continue along the road with George Soros's election apparatus in place. That's what it means to undermine our democracy when you're Katie Hobbs. So it will become clear that elections can be stolen and elections are stolen. Now, here is a statement today made by none other than the actual president of the United States, Donald Trump. And it is a letter to Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state of Georgia. And President Trump writes, large scale voter fraud continues to be reported in Georgia. Enclosed is a report of 43,000 absentee ballot votes counted in DeKalb County that violated the chain of custody rules, making them invalid. I would respectfully request that your department check this and, if true, along with many other claims of voter fraud and voter irregularities, start the process of decertifying the election or whatever the correct legal remedy is and announce the true winner. As stated to you previously, the number of false and or irregular votes is far greater than needed to change the Georgia election result. People do not understand why you and Governor Brian Kemp adamantly refuse to acknowledge the now proven facts and fight so hard that the election truth not be told. You and Governor Kemp are doing a tremendous disservice to the great state of Georgia and to our nation, which is systematically being destroyed by an illegitimate president and his administration. The truth must be allowed to come out. Thank you for attention, your attention to this matter. Sincerely, Donald Trump. Got that? Donald Trump, the actual president of the United States, is calling Joe Biden an illegitimate president. That is wonderful. Donald Trump is also exactly correct. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. Joe Biden is not the president. Joe Biden may be the figurehead leader of a United States that no longer exists. But Joe Biden is not the president of the United States of America by the Constitution, or by anything else that matters. It is impossible to be that due to fraud. Joe Biden has not once served a single day as the American president. That's just a matter of fact. And it's going to be the sort of thing that everyone will know about. And I have been saying that the entire time. And I am actually proud of that. Because when all of these people in the world who wanted to stay, I should say in the country, who wanted to stay in the party of false decorum, they would never say anything like that. That's not the sort of thing you can say. Ooh, somebody's going to argue with you. Somebody's going to call you a QAnoner. Someone's going to call you a conspiracy theorist. Well, the person saying that is the sort of person that will still think masks work. They got their double vaccines and they can't wait to get a third. Today, there was an article in The Atlantic about California parents who are such degenerate communists that they're taking their underage children and like 10 year olds and 11 year olds and trying to get them to pass as 12 so that they can be vaccinated. These parents are sacrificing their own children 
to the God of scientism. They're just laying their child on the altar and saying, here, take my child. It'll be worth it. As long as we show all those heathens that we are the ones in charge. That's the entire thing. There is no other reason to do that. You can't convince yourself into that through caring for your child. They want to look like the most responsible parent, the most cutting edge parent, the parent with the most access, the kind that is willing to lie to the government and to everybody else to risk their own freedom so that they can poison their child. It's that important. And Donald Trump last night, interestingly, endorsed Matthew DiPerno in Michigan. Matthew DiPerno has the Bill Bailey case in Michigan, in Antrim County, about election fraud. Matthew DiPerno is a brilliant and beautiful writer. And if you read his cases and the various memos he's filed along with them, you will see that. You will also understand that election fraud is proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. The evidence is obvious and overwhelming. And it exists right there in Matthew DiPerno's case, which, of course, Donald Trump knows about before he goes ahead and endorses Matthew DiPerno. So Donald Trump is not only endorsing Matthew DiPerno, he is endorsing Matthew DiPerno's case and the evidence in that case. So that's Michigan. Arizona goes down next week. Wisconsin could go down any day. Pennsylvania has now begun their process of examining the 2020 election. I'm not going to say yet that I am 100% on board with their process. It sounds like they're mostly focused on voter registries right now, which is very important. Don't get me wrong. But it's not all the ballots, not the whole thing. I want the whole kit and caboodle. And then we have Georgia. He is telling Brad Raffensperger flat out, do whatever you have to do and decertify this now. Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp will spend the rest of their lives in prison just the same as Katie Hobbs will. All of them are criminals. Brad Raffensperger is not even a Republican. They continue to call him a Republican. Even the Republicans agree with it. Brad Raffensperger is not a Republican. Brad Raffensperger is the product of a Democrat PR firm whose mission is to take Democrats, portray them as Republicans, and then get them into office as Republicans. And that is the sort of thing you get when you do not pay attention to politics in your state, in your city. And you say, oh, well, I don't know either candidate, but I better vote for the Republican. OK, well, now you have a Democrat. Congratulations. That's what you get for not paying attention. You don't want to pay attention to the details of your life and of your society. Well, then you're going to get the shit end of the stick. And that's how it's worked out. And by the way, I'm not trying to come down on anybody. I know that that's just kind of the thing we accepted as a society. We agreed to go along with that, but it didn't work. And it's time to adjust. So Trump is trying to get Raffensperger to take down Georgia. Pennsylvania is on its way down. Wisconsin is on its way down. Michigan is on its way down. And Arizona will be down next week. As soon as that report comes out, they're going to begin the process of decertification. And at that point, it will be obvious to the nation that the Electoral College count as certified on January 6th was indeed falsified and the fake president is a fake president. And that what we have is not an accident. It's not some mild cheating that could have changed the outcomes. What we have is a designed, systematic coup against the greatest nation in the history of the earth.
Do you think people are going to stand for that? I don't think that they will. A lot of people out there are still dooming for some reason. I don't know how you're dooming today, honestly. Durham just sent out an indictment last night. If you read the indictment, it goes all the way to the top of the Clinton campaign. You think no one's working on the Clinton Foundation. You think no one's working on Podesta and Soros. Give me a break, man. What is the point in dooming? Not getting what you want fast enough? Cry. Join the communists. Honestly, what are people dooming for? You can't hold the line a little longer. You can't make your life work in the meantime. You can't make the decisions you need to make. You can't move to a red state. You can't find a new job. I wrote this a long time ago, sometime last summer. I wrote an article titled, You Were Never Promised Safety. All right. If you have been safe to this point, if you've still had your kids in private schools and you in a job, and you're not, you're still afraid to speak up. You're worried about a vaccine mandate. Maybe you'll be out of work at that point. Man, you haven't even suffered. People have actually suffered this whole time. My industry that I worked in for 15 years was closed completely, just ended. And Los Angeles has doubled down on that. Just again, the day after Gavin Newsom stole his election, they doubled down on it again. My industry is gone. And I'm in good shape compared to a lot of people out there in the country. And you're complaining that you might have to uh, make a decision in two months because of Joe Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandate. Hey, how about file a lawsuit? How about get off your ass and do something or suck it up and take it? Take the vaccine. What are you complaining about? You don't want to do anything. Take the shot in the arm. You want to be enslaved? Be enslaved. No one's stopping you. Or you can make proactive decisions to help you in your life. But my point is, this conversation is about to shift. And it's about to shift to the Democrats and the other communists, the Obamis and Romneys, of course. But the global communist elite, the Obamis, the Romneys, the Democrat Communist Party, the people on the, in the media, all of the old guard institutions, right? Universities, the tech companies, the media, the entertainment industry, corporations, all of it. Everybody who has participated in this great crime against humanity. All of them will begin making the argument that Joe Biden's fake administration is simply too big to fail. And no, of course, they won't use those words, but that's what it'll be in principle. There will be too much turmoil to overturn this election. There will be too much turmoil. If we take this administration out and replace the other administration and so many people, they hate Donald Trump. You can't just do that. It doesn't matter if he actually won the election. Yeah, it does. Connie. Yeah, it does. And no, no, no. Joe Biden's administration is not too big to fail. We will go ahead and we'll put the work in and whatever it is, however hard it is, however difficult, however disruptive it is to take the fake administration out of office and replace it with the real administration. Well, we're just going to go ahead and do that, Kami. And if you'd like to get along for the ride, that's just fine. If you want to go out and riot in the streets, well, hopefully the National Guard is prepared for that and the police are prepared for that. And we will have a legitimate administration in office. And it turns out that if that happens, we're going to go ahead and get rid of all the communists in office too. You see, the plan that I laid out and that many people laid out back at the end of last year and into January, that's 
That's not gone anywhere. I have no reason to believe that that wasn't right. I know that my timeline wasn't correct. I thought things had to be finished before the inauguration. But turns out that part was wrong. The rest of it, still right. Think they're just going to let Nancy Pelosi keep being the Speaker of the House? Think Nancy Pelosi doesn't know about the cheating? Really? Think that all the people in Joe Biden's administration really think that Joe Biden got 81 million real legal American votes? I don't think so. Think Jen Psaki doesn't know the truth? Sure she does. Jen Psaki's going to be gone. Joe Biden's going to be gone. Kamala Harris is going to be gone. All of them are going to be gone. Why would we want it any other way? They're too big to fail. It's going to be too disruptive. Oh, the economy. This this part is hilarious, by the way. They are upset right now um, about the debt ceiling potentially not being lifted. And the White House sent out a letter today, and I'm going to read some of this. I don't know if I want to go through the entire thing because it's maybe a little boring, but here is the letter. If the U.S. defaults and can no longer pay its obligations, this, this part's in bold, very important. Billions of dollars in state aid and state run, but federal funded programs could be halted. Oh, my goodness. They could be halted. No. Disaster relief efforts. That's number one. The federal government responds to disasters both by providing direct assistance and by providing grants to states and locales. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, the Small Business Administration, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, and the Department of Transportation all spend tens of billions of dollars and much more during years with especially damaging catastrophes, helping states deal with disasters such as hurricanes, earthquakes, and wildfires. Oh my God, what will happen if we don't raise the debt ceiling? Well, I guess we're just going to have to find another way to deal with those problems. Damn. Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program. The federal government covers two-thirds of the cost of Medicaid and the entire cost of CHIP, which will provide health insurance for one out of every five Americans and give more than half a trillion dollars to states every year. Oh, it's like they're advertising for what stuff should be cut. They're basically telling us, hey, you know, this stuff, we're going to say that it's really important, but turns out we're going to see what it's like to live without it. And it's going to be okay. Maybe that's what they're really trying to prevent. The fact that we actually don't need this stuff. Infrastructure funding through grants for transit highways and airports. The federal government provides roughly a hundred billion dollars to states and locales. Oh, that's, that's what it normally is for infrastructure. Well, why is our infrastructure failing so badly? And by the way, sorry, but why are you calling illegal immigrants human infrastructure? I don't know if people still watch Tucker at all. I will usually watch his monologues, but last night he was talking about how right now the Democrat communist party in Congress is encouraging the importation of more illegal immigrants on the basis that they are human infrastructure and we cannot do without them. And they're not being vaccinated, which is weird, especially if the vaccine turns out to be deadly, which it obviously is. It's almost like they're killing off American workers and they're going to replace them with uh, ethnic minority slaves that they have imported in a massive slave trade at the southern border. Like I've been saying, very odd. Education across Title I education funding, special education funding, such as Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA, 
Head Start, and school improvement programs, the federal government provides more than $50 billion annually to states and local governments for schools. Well, okay, if that was necessary, why did the Democrat Communist Party and the Obamis and Romneys in government decide to close schools last year? They were basically showing us that school is not necessary in their world. Now they're telling us that if we don't do this terrible thing, well, we might have our schools taken away again. Ooh, and here we are on public health with the community health centers and the rest of the health resources and services administration, as well as with the centers and diseases control and prevention. They can't even get their own stuff proofread. There we go. Very effective communist government we have here. And the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, the federal government's, another typo, provides more than $10 billion to states for public health. Why would anyone care about that? That's the sort of thing that a normal American citizen should look at and laugh heartily. They have destroyed public health. The public health community has been primarily responsible in lying to the American public and perpetuating this fucking farce, this crime against humanity. Almost the entire public health community is responsible for this personally. And we will all see that they are held responsible personally for this. Child nutrition. This is their last one. Child nutrition. The federal government provides the funding to states and local governments to carry out the national school lunch and national school breakfast programs, which serve 30 million children. In addition, the federal government provides funding for the women's infants and children program, which gives to pregnant mothers, infants and children for nutrition. So you see, even though their policies have destroyed countless lives, including those of these very same children and pregnant mothers and single mothers and blah, 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 blah. If you don't raise the debt ceiling the way they are demanding, well, those very same people might be hurt, but it's going to be your fault this time. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. They can't run the government in a competent way. They drive us $30 trillion into debt, but it's going to be our fault, our fault. If they have to go ahead and punish the same people that they have already been punishing for the last 18 months. And, you know, I don't I'm not the expert on this thing, but the theory about the corporation of the United States and how the corporation of the United States declared bankruptcy a while back. I'm starting to wonder if that's what we're talking about at this point. The United States, the corporation, the one in league with the Fed and the central banks. Well, if that one is bankrupt and they need the people to raise the debt ceiling, isn't that just us trying to fund their corporation, which is already bankrupt and is already collapsing? Now, I don't know. If this connection is correct, okay, I'm saying this is speculation. And there are people out there who are very, very smart at this and know so much more than I do about it. And if you know one of those people or you are one of those people, please go on the Telegram chat 
or find me on Gab or Getter. So that's t.me slash I'm reasonable. That's the chat, right? Or find me on Gab or Getter it. I'm your moderator and get in touch with me because I want to ask you questions about this. All right. This is really, really interesting to me because the way they are selling it, the way they're talking about it, it really seems like they're under the gun. You can see their panic, right there. So Jim Pisaki got asked about this yesterday in her press conference and she was asked, like, why can't the Democrats just go ahead and do this on their own? Right. They have the presidency. They have the House. They have the Senate. They can actually do this on their own. And Jen Psaki didn't answer that question. She refused to answer that question. She tried to flip it around and say, well, you know, the way that it's always been done in the past is by both parties agreeing to do it. And so really what we would have to ask is, why are the Republicans departing from the thing that they have always agreed to do in the past? <laughs> well, OK, commie. But she didn't answer. And there is a real sense of fear there. There is talk of the Democrat Party completely imploding and this being the end of the Democrat Party. And again, this is something I called last April, April 2020. I said that the Democrat Party would end, would end because of the pandemic situation. I still believe that just like I still believe that 75 to 90 percent of the people in public office around the country defied their oath to office. Many of them committed treason and the entire government at the federal level, the state level and the local levels will be wiped out completely. And I I hope and pray for that day. That will be a glorious, glorious day. And actual American patriots who want to serve their communities can take on those roles and be responsible for shepherding their communities through this time. That's the ideal. That's what we're working for without civil war. Of course, that's what we want. And that can still happen, but their fear is real. It seems like they know the end is coming and the Evergrande thing that's happening in China. Again, I am not an expert on that. I've read a little bit about it. All right. But it seems to me the way they're talking about it, that could be a bigger financial collapse than the whole Lehman Brothers thing was 12 years ago in America, 13 years ago. I guess it was 2008. Right. In fact, I think the 13 year anniversary of it was just this week. But if China's financial system collapses and our financial system collapses, that's a whole lot of central banking and global communist elites collapsing, too. And if that's what's happening, and if that's because the corporation of the United States is indeed bankrupt, then we are in a whole new world. A whole new world. And that, I believe, will be glorious. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. And again, if this whole situation was going to be as scary as they're pretending it is, they would have much, much scarier consequences that they were telling us about. It's like, hey, if you guys don't raise the debt ceiling, man, everybody in the nation, their shirts are going to be wrinkled for the next week. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's amazing that they think 
after perpetuating this coronavirus nonsense on us for a year and a half and already causing such devastation that they think we're going to bend over for the debt ceiling. All right. Everything they have ever threatened about the debt ceiling has already had something worse than that happen in the last year and a half. And I'm not even convinced about this full faith and credit of the United States argument anymore. China has a collapse going on, too. And if this is really all a collapse of the central banks, if that's what's at play behind all of this, well, then I'm definitely not worried about it. I'm happy to go through whatever growing pains we have to go through to get out of that and to restore this country back to where it was supposed to be. And I think that we are getting real damn close to that. We have Durham coming out right now. We have the Arizona audit coming out next week. Trump is putting pressure on Georgia. All these other states are going to go down the same path. The only thing standing in the way of any of this is people's ability to communicate truth and convince other people that this is where we are. People are ready to be convinced. They were told another January 6th was going to happen tomorrow. And all we're going to have is a few people walking around in the FBI trying to drum up some violence. And of course, they'll probably put bombs in a couple of places and they'll find them before they go off. But they'll say, oh, it was Trump supporters. They're going to have everything close to a false flag. I don't even think they can that they can pull off a real false flag for this weekend. They'll just have some fake ones and they'll try to use that because they still think the media is able to convince people of their nonsense. But that's not going to work. This is a clown show now. Do not be afraid to speak truth. The people telling you you're wrong and telling you you're crazy still think that masks work. All right. Grow up. Have some faith in yourself. Stand up. These people aren't smart. They're not scary. They're not powerful. They're a bunch of narcissistic, incompetent weaklings. Who know they can threaten you into silence. They can't threaten you anymore, all right? You've already been through the bad stuff. What more are they going to do? Don't let them take your dignity for crying out loud. I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time out on the range. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!